Hello there, welcome to a brand new episode of Fortune Podcast, Navigating Life and Relationships. I hope you had an amazing weekend and I hope you enjoyed the previous episode. So today we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic. We're going to be attempting to answer the question, how do I share my faith? Now, evangelism is a command that God has given to us as believers. Matthew 28 says, Go therefore into the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of time. That's right there is a command to go and make disciples, to go out into the world and evangelize. Now, as we grow in Christ, we get to a point where we honestly cannot keep Jesus to ourselves. You encounter this person that has laid his life down for you and you've seen all that he has done, all that he continues to do and all that he will do. And it is something that you are so excited to tell people. So it's never a thing that is mechanical. It's more reflexive. Think about it. When you find a deal that maybe has been cut from £100 to £20, Imagine how excited you are to call your friend and tell her, yo, you better come out and get this. You know, there's an amazing deal that is being done. When you hack a system, you know, you're trying to call your friend to also tell this person, come and do this thing right now. It is good news to the person hearing it. This is exactly what the gospel is. It is great news to anyone who hears it. So it really beats me how we often struggle to share our faith or we often, you know, think it out. Like, why do I have to tell someone else about my faith? Why can't people believe what they want to believe? Like I said, you get to a point, you go to a point where you just can't keep this thing to yourself because it is so exciting. It's like fire to your spirit and everyone around you has to catch that same fire. Now, we try to overcomplicate evangelism, you know, in our generation, in the last couple of years, but it is simply sharing the good news about Jesus to people around us. And it is not limited to family and friends. You find that a lot of people are happy to share the gospel with people that they already know. But then you forget that there are strangers out there who are yet to come to the knowledge of Jesus, you know, and those are the people that we should also be aiming to share the gospel with. So it is never limited to our family and friends. Now, just maybe some of you don't really know the good news. Just maybe some of you don't know why we are excited to share the gospel. I'm going to quickly summarize it for you. So we were born in sin, right? Because of what Adam and Eve did on the cross of Calvary. We came out into the world in sin. Now, our father, Jesus Christ, realized that this alienated us from him. We were separated from him. We're no longer one with him as Adam and Eve were before they sinned. What did God do? God decided, I'm going to send my only son, to come into the world and become sin. He was sinless. Jesus was sinless. Come into the world and become sin for these people. He's going to die for them. Why did he have to die? Because the only way to atone for sin was by the death or by the blood of the one that has done the sin. So what happened? Jesus took our place. We did the sin, but Jesus became us, right? And because our blood was needed to atone for that sin, Jesus Christ died, shed his blood, and that blood atoned for our sins. Now, we need to realize that this was a debt that none of us could have paid. We couldn't have paid this debt by ourselves. Realize that in the times of Moses and Abraham, when people sinned, they had to offer animals. They had to go out and they had to go and sacrifice animals. They had to bring blood. They had to communicate with God through a prophet, through a priest. They couldn't come boldly, boldly to the throne of God and say, God, I've sinned, I've fallen short of the glory, I'm sorry, 
that was what they had to do before Jesus Christ came and died. Now, when Jesus died, what did Jesus do for us? Since he became us and he died for us, he set us free from sin. So right now, we are no longer bound by sin. We are no longer separated and alienated from God. As a matter of fact, we are now one with God, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. If this does not excite you, I'm not sure what will. So this right here is the gospel. Now, maybe when we hear sin, it sounds a bit ambiguous. It sounds a bit big, like, oh, well, I don't sleep around. Oh, I don't drink. I don't do this. But it could be the smallest thing. God could have saved you from yourself. God could have saved you from depression. God could have saved you from anxiety. For everyone, the testimony is different because you were once someone before you encountered Christ. And then you realize that these are the things that God has saved you from and God is changing in you. So this is the good news. Jesus Christ, he came, he died, he resurrected. And guess what? It doesn't stop there, okay? He ascended to heaven, was seated with him in heavenly places. He returns to come and take us into eternal dwelling with him. Now, we're already living our eternal life. However, God is going to return one day at the end of this world. And we are all going to receive glorified bodies. And then we are going to go and live with him. This excites me more than I can say. So how do you hear that your debt has been paid to this extent and you are not excited to tell someone? This is why we're having this topic today. This is why we are talking about this today. So today we are going to talk about five ways that we can daily share the gospel. Now, hear what it says. Five ways that we can daily. It's a daily thing. It's not a thing of I've scheduled evangelism for Tuesday, every third Tuesday of the month. I've scheduled evangelism for every fourth Saturday of the month. While those are amazing because churches put that as systems to help people come out. However, for you as a believer, as an individual growing in Christ, you cannot limit your evangelism to only certain days and certain times. So let's get get right into it. First of all, be like Jesus. Now, you need to realize that your lifestyle is the strongest message that you can communicate, okay? Beyond anything that you're going to stand and say to someone, living a life like Jesus, living your life with the standard of Jesus, loving like Jesus, thinking like Jesus, talking like Jesus is the message. So we need to understand that if indeed we are trying to share this good news, we're trying to share this gospel, it starts with our lifestyles. It starts with you. It doesn't start with the message. It doesn't start with knowing good news. When you encounter the good news, it changes you first, okay? The word of God, the gospel has that transformative power to walk on you. And then it walks on you inside out. So it's not a thing that only you knows. With time, other people begin to see these changes. And what happens when people see this change? They're wondering, like, what happened to her? She used to be so angry. She used to be so mean. She used to be so this. He used to be so that. And suddenly you're changed. And then people are asking, wait, what happened to you? And there, right there, is your opportunity to share the gospel. Secondly, take every single opportunity that you get. Each time you meet someone, share the gospel. Now, I'm not saying go there and just sit them down and tell them Jesus died for you and all of that. It's as simple as a conversation meet someone new for the first time you're in a cab you can start a conversation oh what church do you attend oh um did you grow up in a church what are your faith beliefs 
what are your value systems it might sound weird at first but you'd see that people because they're not used to such conversations they would open up and they'll actually start having this conversation and there is an opportunity to share the gospel of christ so you don't really have to schedule it as an individual to say oh i'm going to share the gospel with this person tomorrow or next week saturday no in our daily conversations we are encountering people every single day of our lives those are opportunities that god is giving to us to share the gospel so please grab them thirdly buy conversation starters right so i recently you know saw someone on twitter who has a tattoo on her hand okay and that tattoo is an eagle and it's funny because everyone who sees that tattoo often goes oh what does that represent what was the inspiration behind getting that and she there and there she says oh that is the holy spirit right because you see that the bible you know the eagles signify the bible or rather the dove remember when jesus christ was baptized and the dove you know came on him now that's right there was what she used to get that tattoo and so people see her and they often are curious people are always curious so when you buy things that kind of you know there, that curiosity you find that you're starting conversation without even saying anything i have certain journals i have a necklace that people always ask me oh where did you get that from i'm actually wearing it right now but then i can't show you i got it from vietnam and when people see they're often like mesmerized oh, where did you get that from i tell them oh i got it from here and then i tell them the meaning of it okay so the meaning of the symbol on the necklace means peace and it's not just any peace not the world's peace it's god kind of peace right and it gets me so excited when people notice it and they ask me about it and then i start telling them that oh it's the peace of god you know it's the holy spirit that is you know working out peace in me through his fruits and i'm living it out daily now you find that there's certain things that you can easily buy and they can be conversation starters because like i said people are always curious so what you need to do is to stare that curiosity and when they see these things they're so quick to ask you what does that even mean and before you know it you are there evangelizing to them number four be intimate with the holy spirit i cannot overemphasize this point be intimate with the holy spirit grow in intimacy here is the thing there is a dimension of power that we would walk in that we would need no evangelism and i don't mean we would never have to preach the gospel i mean we would never have to say come and follow jesus it really beats me i'm not even joking it beats me how much we have to beg how much we have to cajole people to come to the knowledge of god when you realize what jesus christ has done you as an individual it will will be shocking to you that you need to beg someone to come and receive their freedom you're begging someone to come and um you know receive their free slate they don't have to pay any debt they're free from sin you know that that's what that's what happens that's what's happening in our generation we're actually cajoling people to come to christ but you need to realize that when we are intimate with the holy spirit there is a dimension of power that we would access that we need no introduction okay remember jesus christ did it a lot in the bible okay he went out he would heal the sick he would lay his hands he would cast out demons and people would follow him just because of that now you need to realize that we are operating in a limited dimension of power on the earthly realm as we grow in intimacy with the holy spirit he releases upon us you know that dimension of power that is only heavenly and when that power is seen on the earth people are automatically made curious how did you heal that person how did you know you know when the holy spirit opens you to a level of the prophetic where you are telling people oh i know this about you you're not telling them just to shame them no you're telling them to bring them to christ 
after you're done telling this person, this person is going to want to follow you of their own accord. You're not going to beg or cajole. But because you have shared the gospel with this person, remember Jesus' encounter with the woman at the well. He just said to her, oh, I know that the man you're living with is not your husband. As a matter of fact, I know you have you have had five husbands and she went there she went back into the city and she spread the gospel she didn't even know she went and she said i have seen a prophet okay i've seen someone who has told me everything about my past this is the power of the holy spirit this is what intimacy with the holy spirit does to and for us so what am i trying to say i'm trying to say that we should God, because God actually wants us to get to that level, okay? In as much as it's amazing that we are going around and we are speaking to people about Jesus, you need to know that an added advantage is walking in that dimension of power where you do things and automatically people are made curious. Also remember that evangelism might reach 10, 20 people because you're limited by, you know, presence. You're a human being. It's everywhere that you go that you see someone. There is also a dimension that only influence can give you. So imagine if today... Kim Kardashian stands up and she says, Jesus Christ is Lord. Imagine the number of people that would go and search online, who is this Jesus? Imagine the number of people that would be saved. This is what influence does. Evangelism is amazing, but hey, influence would do the work so much better. So before you even get to that level of influence, keep evangelizing, keep speaking to people in the cab, at school, at work, keep doing your own part. But as you go, realize that influence even opens you to further dimensions of evangelism. Have an intimate walk with the Holy Spirit. Do not neglect that. Finally, pray for lost souls as often as you can. It's important that we remember that it is not anything that we say that saves people. The Bible actually says that it is only those that Jesus Christ has called to himself that come to him. You are only a vessel. We are only conduits, okay? And it's something I always remember, rather, I always remind myself. You can go out and, you know, speak the biggest grammar. You can go and speak with so much eloquence, you know, as I'm speaking right now. But hey, it is God that does the work behind the scenes. So it's so important that as we're living you know, our houses or wherever we are every day, we are praying or saying, Lord, even as I go order my steps, even as I speak to people about you, open their hearts to you. A prayer I learned very early on in my faith says, Lord, grant me the utterance, but beyond the utterance, open that person's heart to me. It's one thing to have the utterance, another thing for that person's ear and their heart to be open to the utterance that God has given to you. So it is so important that we are praying for these lost souls. I don't mean to make you feel guilty, but when last did you pray for lost souls when last did you name people in your family who are yet to know not yet to come to knowledge of god when last did you name them in your place of prayer this is the challenge you know that i'm giving to you today let's go out there let's pray before we step out and speak to people about jesus because he's the one who does the work okay so holy spirit that works in a man you cannot change a man there's nothing you would say that would change a man if a man wants to change it's the holy spirit that does the work from inside out remember i said earlier that the word of god the holy spirit has a transformative power not your words not what you think you're going to say perfectly it's the holy spirit that does this work so there is a transformative power in the gospel in the good news so let's go out there and spread this good news even as we um you know spend time in our places of prayer praying over the souls so i hope that this episode challenges us to be more intentional about telling people this good news telling people about jesus when something amazing happens to you when you're owing someone a lot of money and the person calls up and tells you don't worry someone else already came and paid you're so excited 
first of all you want to go and tell the person thank you so much for paying my debt and then you want to go out and tell one oh my god this person paid my debt for free without anything he didn't ask for anything but that is what jesus did for us okay he went out and he literally paid our sins paid for our sins before we came into the world some of us you know just when jesus died over two thousand years ago where were some of some of us we're not we're not on the earth but here we are enjoying what he has already paid for <laughs> guys i'm so excited and you should be too and this is the reason why we go out there and we share the gospel with people because jesus has set us free and whether the son of man sets free is free indeed you are free you need to go out and set other people free this is because of this excitement that we read in the bible that jesus led the 99 to save the one the one was that precious that jesus could afford to lead the 99 to go out and save the one so that's a challenge for us let's leave our you know communities let's leave our lights you know because our community is, is lit already there's light everywhere let's go into the dark let's preach that gospel and get more souls into the light so thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast um i really hope it challenges and speaks to you this is fortune Man podcast navigating life and relationships love and light bye